Are you ready to become awesomer? Hello, everyone. My name is Umar Hamid. I'm your host on the No Limit Selling Podcast, where industry leaders share their tips, strategy, and advice on how you can become better, stronger, faster. Just before we get started, I've got a question for you. Do you have a negative voice inside your head? We all do, right? I'm going to help you remove that voice in under 30 days guaranteed. Not only remove it, but transform it. So instead of the voice that sabotages you, there's one that propels you to much higher levels of performance and success. There's a link in the show notes. Click on it to find out more. All right, let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the No Limit Selling Podcast. Today, we have Jeffrey Deckman here with us today. He's an expert in leadership. And leadership is a quality that we desperately seek. And sometimes people get that leadership role and they're desperately trying to figure out how to be good leaders. And of course, we've got some pretty crappy leaders out there too. Let's chat about them all. Jeffrey, welcome to the program. Thank you, Omar. I'm happy to be here. Well, let's define leadership first. What is leadership? Well, uh, my definition of leadership is the ability to... uh, garner enough trust with individuals and respect from individuals in order to be granted the right to influence their thoughts and their actions in a positive way. So what's going to, the first thing that kind of pops up, so thank you for sharing that, is uh, everybody's watched these pirate movies. Army mateys, we're going to go get the booty. A lot of people don't realize back in the day of pirateers, the uh, captain of the boat, the pirate boat, was an elected position where it was their responsibility to the crew and the, the marauders that, you know, we're electing you, Jeff. You better do a damn good job. And if you don't do a good job, you're back swabbing the decks and we get somebody else to go. So that was actually a meritocracy. And they actually got leaders that were servants, servant leaders. And of course, in the movies, they don't kind of portray that, but that was the reality of things. Say so we want the right leader to lead us, so we're actually a profitable venture. You know, that's fascinating. I had never heard of that. And uh, I the first thing I thought of is I sure wouldn't want to lose one of the elections because you may be taking a long walk off of a short plank. <laughs> yeah. And it, and it was like really kind of interesting how... We romanticize some things. So one of the things we romanticize is, you know, leaders like Patton, like yeah. really uh, a hard person. Even Giuliani, when he was the uh, the mayor of New York. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times uh, leadership is, I think the underpinning is what you just described, trust. And because sometimes I don't, someone doesn't trust in themselves as much as they should. And when you have a really good leader, you can leverage their trust in you and go on this journey and figure out that, oh my God, I can accomplish more than I ever thought. And I think that trust is the underpinning. And sometimes that becomes a cliche, oh, you got to have trust. And that's not the case. That is like a full on deep trust that creates great leaders. Yeah. And you know, the other thing that most people don't think about is that uh, in order to have an effective leader, yeah, uh, the leader's style has to fit the conditions that are happening currently. So, for instance, uh, if, if we are in uh, a wartime, then people like Patton, uh, Bradley, 
et cetera. Yes. Their style of leadership is absolutely necessary. You know, take that hill, uh, kill that army, and just drive everybody forward at, at all costs. You know, blood and guts patent is what they used to call them. And uh, however, in peacetime, those types of leaders are, are ineffective and sometimes really uh, they're a liability. So what, what we're faced with in today's world is the uh, our cultural conditions have changed so much that the traditional leadership style we use to build our organizations in the industrial age last century are no longer effective in these current conditions. And we need a whole different leadership style. We, we need a different mindset. Uh, we have a different uh, series of generations in the workforce. <clears throat> they have a different level of consciousness and leadership has to be able to adapt to those conditions so that they can still go in and uh, motivate, connect, inspire, and gain the trust of the individuals that they need to mobilize. And yes. uh, that's really the work that I do is I, I help uh, companies, organizations, executives, owners, et cetera, to first of all, understand how world has changed in that space and then understand how to tr start to transform from their current style of top-down command and control metrics-based leadership to one that's more about communication, collaboration, and facilitation, both of which you still need to be able to hold people accountable and, and people have to be responsible. So you don't completely throw out the old way, but you morph over into a new way that is is designed for today's conditions. Uh, so the style of leadership and the level of success that that leader is going to achieve is really uh, largely contingent upon their style and the conditions that in which they're they're having to lead in. So let's kind of break that down in two ways, in two parts. The first one is uh, there's a killer book called The Geography of Genius. Hmm. And the okay. contention is that genius just doesn't happen. There has to be fertile ground for that to happen. So one of the examples they give is the Renaissance. And in the Renaissance, there was a magnification of wealth because a lot of people were dying from the Black Death. Mm -hmm. And with inheritance, inheritance, inheritance laws mm -hmm. that the the meager became rich mm. and then the church was like hmm how do we get our hands on that money what we're going to do is we're going to create something called purgatory which did not exist before and you look like a fat cat jeffrey and you're going to go to hell and you're going to burn in hell for a lifetime but if you get us a really nice ceiling uh maybe we'll take a million years off being in hell and you can't come to heaven but you can go to purgatory and at the same time they had these schools to train artists and at the same time, of course, people like Leonardo da Vinci and Michelangelo went to those schools. So it was like three or four things coming together that created something amazing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So sometimes the times uh, inspire leaders to step up. So we started off with a pirate story. Yeah. And so my illusion, which may not be accurate, the robber barons of the, you know, the 1800s. The way they are portrayed as bloodthirsty, you know, uh, people are commodities. If they get injured, too bad. That may not have been reality, but that was like the old school of the industrialized age of leadership and making America what it was and the rest of the world. Do you have any insights into kind of what they were thinking back then? And then we'll get to kind of what's needed right now. Yeah, I think that uh, human 
the value of human life was uh, human life was valued differently back then. Less, definitely. Less. Uh, infant mortality rate was very high. Skyrocketing, it, absolutely. You know, so people face death more frequently uh, and at a much younger age. You know, if, if you were living into your 40s or 50s, you know, you were really doing, you were really doing pretty well. So uh, the, humans were seen as a bit more... Uh, um, What's the word? I'm, what, what's the word I want? Disposable, for lack of a better term, yes. right? So uh, these people who the the Carnegies, the Henry Fords, the Westinghouses, the Rockefellers, etc. You know, they had tremendous wealth, and yeah, they built organizations that resulted in a lot of death. You had child labor laws that didn't exist yet. OSHA wasn't around yet. And, you know, and if you look at any culture that's going from an agricultural age to an industrial age, there's a very primitive and painful transition that goes on through that. Uh, so I think that's what uh, they were just part of what that evolution looks like. Yeah. Uh, and they also did tremendous things from a philanthropical standpoint as well. Uh, so they're, I think they're, eventually they did when they wanted to, like, uh, yeah. uh, basically... Uh, rebrand themselves it was when they you know changed america i mean like Car carnegie being a good example of mm -hmm. uh, uh i don't want to curse my children with wealth and i'm going to make sure they get uh, pay for their education and pay for a house mm -hmm. and the rest is going to churches and organs all mm -hmm. around the world so where are we now so here's my theory which is a cockamamie theory and so feel free to hang up on me when i share this with you <laughs> that when we went from uh hunter-gatherers to farming. It didn't happen overnight, but there was lots of trauma there. Like, why would we settle down? Like, this is dangerous. Mm -hmm. So people felt unsafe. Then we went from agricultural to industrial, mm -hmm. also a time where it's like, wait a minute, we're going to lose our families and go to work. Industrial to techno technological. And I'm going to label this technological to information age. And I think we're at this window of 30, 40, 50 years right now in the middle of it where there is a lot of fear worldwide. And if you look at strongmen, it's not just in the US, it's all over the world where electing, like I think Italy is just electing this mm -hmm. female prime minister who's gonna be like uh, Miss Mussolini, that at this time of danger and threat, what kind of leaders need to come in to help companies grow? Because people do feel unsettled. Well, there are uh, company leaders and there's political leaders and they're two very different uh, species. Uh, I, I happened to spend 20 years as a, uh, as a political strategist and advisor. It's, I ran a lot of political campaigns and that kind of stuff while I was building my business. So I, I, I had a lot of time to spend around accomplished leaders in both spaces. And, you know, the business leaders that we, that we have today or that we need to have today are, uh, they have to come at things very differently. They almost have to uh, they have to lead from within. And I think the political leaders that we, we need now, you know, when, when governments become, go into turmoil, there's uncertainty. Uncertainty breeds fear. Fear breeds conflict uh, and more fear, et cetera. So, so typically what a, a culture will do, and, uh, you know, I love that you're a historian with these things because I am too, uh, 
you know, if you look at the French Revolution versus the, the American Revolution, yes. the American Revolution was a really relatively smooth transition of power. You know, we beat the we beat the English and we already had a government that was already set up and defined and et cetera that we, we moved into. France, on the other hand, they were inspired by our revolution, but they didn't do the groundwork to have the their constitution. So what happened was they went through their revolution uh, and they guillotined a whole bunch of folks. And then because they didn't have a form to slide into, they went into anarchy. When, right. when they went into anarchy, then everything got very tribal and you had tribal warlords and they went after each other. And then what happens is... Uh, the people start looking around and, and they look for the biggest, baddest leader they can find that can it's just going to keep me safe. Yep. It's going to take them safe. And that was Napoleon. So Napoleon came in, started knocking heads, taking control of things. Uh, and everybody's like, oh, great. He's settling everybody down. But he was basically just the biggest barbarian. Uh, and then he made, be short. <laughs> yeah, he made himself emperor of France and then president of Italy. And then he went to to take over the world. And France has never really recovered as a military power since then. So, you know, what what we're what we're seeing, we're seeing two fundamental, at least two. But for the sake of this conversation, two fundamental shifts, we're seeing massive shifts within the political leadership style where in this chaos and in this disruption of going from industrial age to this information age, which, you know, you nailed it. We've only had four in, in human history. So this is a big deal. Uh, Absolutely. And-, and hold that thought, Jeffrey, hold that thought right there. We're going to come back for a part two on this because we had a late start. Yes. But this will be a great teaser. We're going to put this out there on social media and have a longer conversation next week because okay. we've got uh, Jeffrey from Royal LePage coming on next. And uh, this is a fascinating conversation, Jeffrey. And we are going to uh, further this, because I think uh, people need to hear this, because this is uh, something important and I think something relevant to figure out, you know, when people go, oh, is that what's going on? It'll, it'll settle mm-hmm. people down and allow them to make better decisions. Thanks so much for being on the show. And we're going to do a longer version next week. Okay. That sounds good. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. And if you're looking for more tools, go to my website at nolimitselling.com. I've got a free mind training course there that's going to teach you some insights from the world of neuro-linguistic programming. And that is the fastest way to get better results. 